This is People Who Play, a show about the art of playful living. I'm Emma Warrillow, researcher, writer and part-time mermaid. And I'm Ben Martin, content creator and nostalgia junkie. Every episode we discuss family life, playtime and we interview a guest who has found a way to play at life. From creatives to educators to comedians, our aim is to inspire more grown-ups to grow down and unleash their unique play powers. If you'd like to join our play crew and find more inspiration and info on play, follow at playful underscore den on Instagram. And for all your retro feels, find me on Instagram at benflyingretro. I'm on there too, at Emma Warrillow, E-M-M-A, W-O-R-R-O-L-L-O, really. This podcast drops bi-weekly on Mondays, but if that's not enough to get your playful vibes vibing, you can also join my Patreon for £5 a month and you'll get a personal pod from me, which drops alternate Mondays. Plus, you can now watch the video interviews of our guests directly in there too. We really do appreciate all your likes, subscribes, follows and shares. These digital high fives really mean a lot to us and help us to grow the show. Okay, let's get on with the episode. It's playtime. That is the sound of Ben smacking his face to participate in this podcast, listeners, which we apologise is already a day late. It's late because I was waiting for my husband, Ben, to return to the homestead. Welcome back, Ben. Hi, everyone. I'm so jet-lagged. Oh, my goodness. Now, where have you been and what have you been doing? Tell everyone all about it. I've been to Los Angeles with Phoenix um, for 10 days. It was, I had a great time, but now, I'm, yeah, unfortunately, I'm really jet-lagged. So that's why I sound a bit like I do. Do you think it's helping that you are also basically running asleep? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm doing my challenge. I'm going to have to apologise in case my words get a bit funny, because I am out of it right now and I can't really focus I can't see um this is, of, this is what you need though because you can't you shouldn't go to sleep right now I'm sort of hallucinating well yeah it's a, this is a good time to go to sleep it's like 10 o'clock so you have we talked about your running challenge before on the pod yeah we have we talked about it and then we didn't talk about it um so today was my 200th day of running uh four miles consecutively which, as I say, sounds absolutely ridiculous. It's just another stupid challenge, just like the splits. I, I just don't know. I don't know if these challenges are distractions or I don't know how I get myself into them, but somehow I find myself having run 200 days in a row. I don't even know if that's good for you. It's probably not. Um, well, it's good physical health, but I couldn't believe that you got back yesterday. I Quite think it's, late, I think and it's, you went for a run. No, I think it's better mental health than physical health. I think it's my, physical is, can't be good for you, like your knees. Oh, I don't know. You, you're very fit. Your chair is creaking. Oh, I thought or is that your knees from the run? <laughs> oh, it's my knees. No, I don't think running every day is good for you. But um, that's your that's your chair. Sorry about that, folks. Squeaky chair. Right. So let's talk. <laughs> 
let's talk about this trip because we are actually having separate family holidays this summer. Mm. It's the new family time. Yeah, I think other people think that's sad and strange, but just to say that we've had two family holidays. We've had some already. Yeah, we've had some bursts. We've got we <laughs> we had a travel debt from COVID, and we were craving an adventure. So yeah, yeah, so I feel like we've more than yeah. ticked that box. We've been lucky duckies. Um, so in the summer, we decided to mix things up and not all go away together. Which unfortunately, I think we've talked about this on the show before, but the five of us together is opportunities for big fun but also more opportunities for increased challenges and just tension in the dynamics. Yes, like, you know, there's this obsession when you have a family to, that you, you're meant to do everything together. Obviously, you're meant to do a lot of things together, but it, it, sh- it doesn't mean that you can't do anything as an individual or, you know, like pair off into little mini groups and have fun that way. You don't have to do every single thing together. Yeah, I mean, we're... I mean, I mean even like domestically at home. Though. Yeah, I mean, we have the luxury of, well, we're obviously co-parenting, so we have the luxury of being able to do that. And I think we also have such different needs across the kids now that it's like, you always have to make a compromise in a family because everyone's interests are different, everyone's at kind of different stages. And I think this summer we've kind of gone with actually let's just give people what they want and sort of splinter off um, and be able to do that. So this trip that you did with Phoenix to California was specifically to sort of light a fire under his, under his passion and love of skateboarding. He genuinely wants to be a sponsored pro skateboarder, the whole shebang, the whole social media and all of that. And I think we're the sort of parents, or at least I am, you can tell me if you're in agreement, where I'm like, cool, go for it, have a go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, I didn't, didn't, from the outside, it's, this wasn't really a holiday. This wasn't sitting in lounges around a pool. Yeah. This was skateboarding for, well, in reality, four to five hours every single day. Which would not have been possible if all of us were there. Which is an odd amount. Yeah, and if all of us were there, it would have been like... Half an hour and then you're on to something. Yeah, it's like Scout scout needs to go to a playground or, you know, we should go on a family lunch or whatever. You you move differently, don't you, in a large group, whereas the two of you together... We couldn't, even, we couldn't even have done this if it was me and you and him. Like yeah. It was just, it was so, so intense. And I was filming and then I was editing in the evenings for, for his Insta. So it was kind of like, I mean, it certainly wasn't work either. But surrounded in all of that was just this very special, magical time where it was just me and him the entire time. Which, you know, you just don't really get that in regular life. Yeah, and, I did. And it's invaluable. Especially he, since um, Scout has come along. He is the nucleus of the house. He is the... He's the epicentre of the earthquake. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he really is. And I said to Phoenix, what was his most memorable moment? And he thought for ages. And then he went, 
I just really liked hanging out with Dad. Yeah, it was that, because there weren't any singular moments. It was more just the time that we spent together. So we had an Airbnb, and it was... It was like getting to know him again. It was almost. It was basically like we were roommates for eleven days, and we just messed around, at trash, um, skateboarded. I skateboarded. It's the most I've skated since I was probably in my twenties. Um, he ran with me every day, or skateboarded whilst I ran. It was just a very sort of intense amount of time spent with each other, which we have not done. I mean, really, even. You know, even pre-scout, really. That's mm. a lot of time. Mm. It's an unusual amount of time, it is really. A lot of time, yeah. Without any kind of break from someone else, I can't actually think of of any time where I've spent that much time with him. And how do you think it has affected your relationship? Oh, I think. Well, I think it's one of those things where we were definitely aware at the time that we were having a time that we would never ever sort of forget. Like ever, it, this you know that trip is gonna live forever in our memory. I think it's it was special, and I feel like you needed it because I don't think you can say that actually. Also about you know if you go on a family holiday every year, I think some of them you would forget. I think some of them you want to forget. <laughs> I just do. It's like you know because it's true. They're they're not. As I said, they're not. This wasn't comparable. This was this was like different. It wasn't just a family um, all inclusive poolside hotel, yeah. and those are equally important as well. I'm not saying that they're not, but um, you know, I, it's what I want to do. It, I almost want to do it with everyone. I want yeah. to do it with Indy now. I want yeah. to do it with Scout. I want to do it with you. But that you know, that's kind of ridiculous. But I just mean in the future, these little pockets of time doing these kinds of things is really valuable I think and I think planning a trip around um, play essentially and around a child's passion is really magical and obviously you know we're fortunate that you know you could go to LA and that's pretty (laughs) incredible but I think you know just sort of sharing this idea with the community here just that concept of like really close bonding time potentially one-on-one if that is logistically possible over a child's passion and indulging in that and really kind of seeing them in that passion and saying to them this is important to you it's important to me you're really passionate about it let's go and get amongst it I think there's something so so formative about that and that's how I felt about the trip from the off like I just didn't do that kind of like I wasn't embarrassed or you know when people asked I just didn't care if it looked indulgent from the outside looking in from a financial point of view I was like well the indulgence is in the passion of what we're doing and it's like you know that comes at a price, but I just couldn't care. Like it's so worth it. Yeah, okay. you know, yeah. It, from what you spend on, like some fam, you know, what we've gained out of this potentially could be like, you know, really important in his life. I think at the age that he is as well, he's turning twelve this Saturday. I think this will be a seriously formative experience for him, and to do it 
with his dad and to have mm. and you, you're getting coaching out there and meeting people and I think the repetitiveness of it the fact that you were like in one place and getting up and going to the skate yeah. park is so different to like traveling or going on a kind of like package holiday like it was a skateboarding yes. activity trip we didn't have to really think about what we were doing also we know the area so much we were just like straight to business it was that sort of a thing but it, was, it wasn't like he we weren't training it was still like ridiculously fun but we you know he put in some serious hours yeah and there was in, like a purpose his, behind into it into his passion mm. I mean yeah but that that's just what you do when you really love something yeah yeah amazing and also I mean, who knows circumstances whether you know things like that can happen in the future yeah, it's If true. you find yourself in a position where you can pull the trigger on those kind of things, I'm just not in the mood to be sort of, um, what's the word? I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm humble about it, but I just think what you were saying is like, no, he has a passion. We spend so much, waste so much money on other things. Like, this is so valuable. I just don't see it as an indulgence from, like, a financial point of view. Yeah, well, I'm definitely... More about experiences than stuff. That's what days, I mean. For sure, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, amazing. I feel like he's come back uh, a different little person. He feels like a teenager. He's got like an Instagram following, global friends, this like experience behind mm. him, spring in his step. Um, I think it's so important, like we've talked about this quite a lot before, but in my last job, I used to travel a lot for for work. And although sometimes it definitely got a bit much at times, I personally, and again, this is not for everyone, but I think it's really healthy in relationships, especially for us um, as a married couple, but even with the kids as well, to experience missing one another. When you live mm. in each other's pockets and you're like so in the humdrum of like the routine of school work, and especially having Scout as well with a toddler. A toddler is very monotonous in kind of what they need. It's like bath time, bedtime, getting up, like all this kind of stuff. It's, it's really hard to actually feel that gratitude like although I think we're really good at practicing gratitude and I'm so aware of how lucky we are and how amazing our lifestyle is but even so it is a slog sometimes to to run this life and to kind of just keep going and I think it's really quite difficult to retain that sense of like oh here's what I so love and here's what I so appreciate about that person when you are living in each other's pockets and you and I we both work from home we kind of 50-50 parent we do everything together and I just think it's so healthy to have that space and to have you know different people in the family going off and doing an adventure and then you come back together and you've got something to really catch up on and you have that feeling of missing one another and although it's really challenging and like being on my own here um you know it is difficult because I'm so used to having you support me doing so many things I also really like to know that I can do stuff by myself and mm. it's really good for just like my confidence and also like my creativity and my drive and appreciation and all those things I just think it's really healthy to have the feeling of missing one another. Yeah, 
So to go back to your first point, I think about um, Phoenix growing up, it's kind of like, you know, you don't grow taller a little bit every day over 365 days. You have growth spurts, and I think that's exactly the same with your personality. You know, it's kind of like, you know when kids break up and they have six weeks off and they go back and everyone's like, oh, they've... And that's, I think, how it works. And yes, yeah. he had, he's definitely had that in the last... 10 days yeah I think and I think that's how it works and regards to the family thing yeah you can get caught up in these predefined codes and conventions of what a family is meant to do and how they're meant to operate and yeah I had it a few times where you know people look at you like oh are the rest of you going it's like no it's just me and Phoenix now oh no how odd how strange and it's like well when you get into the weeds of it it makes so much sense mm. you know yeah i think there's a real like um i don't know if stigma is the right word or perhaps it's more like apprehension um or fear around um, fairness across children mm-hmm. um and obviously that is really important when you've got siblings but i think i just think it's really cool that we've got to a place where we've always really parented on their passions and their interests and investing in those and there was never going to be a situation where um indie was going to be like that's not fair that i'm not going there so haven't talked about my and indie's holiday yet because we're having our little girls trip so obviously you know we're no fools we were going to get our trip as well but um yeah i just feel like we're we just don't have those kind of issues no i've never i've you know, look, I, I feel like you have to be careful because everyone, you know, people have difficult situations and stuff. But I've always felt like if I've had a day with Scout, I've never wanted to be the sort of family where it's like, you know, you walk through the door and I just chuck Scout at you and be like, right, well, I've done nine hours. Your nine hours start now. Or I just think it, I just want it to be so much more fluid. It all yeah. balances out. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hate the, uh, I just don't like the sort of, you know, like, I've had him for two hours, now you have to have him for two. It's like, yeah. if, if you go into it like that, I, I know it can feel like that sometimes, but I don't necessarily think that's healthy. Yeah. And I think it's the same with like, you know, going away and stuff like that. Yeah, it's that kind of like credit debt. You're just like counting, yeah. I don't want to count hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but yeah, we've, we, we certainly had a time... Wow. Yeah. Well, tell. Well, I mean, your trip with Indy. Now, what passions are you fanning there, Emma? Reading. Reading. Yeah. Oh. We're doing a lot of reading. It's basically but, a reading holiday. But see, I was actually joking. But now that that's what it should be. That it is a reading holiday. We're like going to the bookshop. We're planning our books. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got we've scheduled out I'm our jealous. days. Reading and snorkeling. We're doing fish and words. I am jealous of that. Can we do a reading holiday? Oh, just me God, and you. Please. Do you think we? Do you think we'd get like, like one paragraph and just be passed out? No, because I don't think it's the same. Like, I think, yeah. I don't want to have to wait until I'm like fifty-five to go on holiday with you by myself again. No, and that's the other thing, isn't it? Because the older. Having ones, said that, are... I, I do miss. Like, I I know that I would have issues um missing them if i was to do that i don't know if 
I could do that yet. Mm, I'd be fine. I know, yeah, you've always said that. Yeah. And I, that's absolutely fine you feel yeah. that. I think... Because um, I used to always try and get you yeah, to go away and you, did, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't leave them. Well, I had a... Uh, this always stuck in my mind. I had a friend that I used to work with, my old boss, and they tried it. And they, they either didn't... They either got to the airport and felt differently and came home or they literally got there and came home after a day so yeah. they like deeply I can imagine they sort of but I don't I think kids ages matter yeah. as well when I used to travel with work I used to like as soon as I left the house I'd be on my phone looking through photos you'd be gushing um, yeah basically like crying and then I would be like taking off and I'd be crying and then I'd be fine was that some of that is <laughs> Probably from what we were talking about, so obviously some of that is real and like raw emotion. And then what I was talking about, oh, you know, you're meant, you're sort of like, I, this is what, am I meant to be feeling this? Yeah. I should be upset. Yeah. And then maybe you like get on the plane like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but there is something about like, because it's so, it is so intense being a parent and sort of, you spend a lot of time with your kids um, and you know I always have that expression that I say to the kids all the time I see you and I love you I see you and I love you and I think that's all humans want is to be seen and loved as they are seen but it is in the thick of it it's a real discipline to quote unquote see <laughs> because you miss things all the time like you you don't you're not always observing you're not always present and when I was on my own while you were away I really committed to being present so I was off work um I only like did emails in the evening I had minimal social media um I didn't I did a bit of like um stories and stuff but it was kind of like you know sort of dribs and drabs um, and I just was like I'm for throwing myself into this and I think what I realised was you can think you're being present and then you can, this is probably what you discovered on your trip, and then you unlock another level and you're like, shit, where have I been? Mm. Where have I been for the last few weeks? And then you just start seeing stuff. And I I really did have a, a bonding time myself with um, Scout in particular, obviously with Indy as well, but um, she was kind of seeing friends and mm. she kind of had her own social life. Um, yeah, and and because obviously in his first two years we've we've been locked down and we've been at home and we have a new setup, so we work from home. There's no going to the office anymore. It's very much been you know me and you and largely you because I've been starting the new business and I've been working. And this was like a sort of first opportunity for me to like be with him mm. that much. Um, and it was really hard at times, so hard. And I just, I salute um, solo single parents so much because what I really struggled with was the, um, it's the putting them to bed and then getting up again, mm. putting them to bed and then getting up again, putting them to bed. Like that is with no break and no kind of adult conversation to sort of punctuate the, yeah. the humdrum. That was like really, really tough. Um, but because I had to do everything myself, I did have those high levels of presence where I was like, 
I really see this kid and what I was reminded of was how we're still getting to know one another like he's only two and he's still so new to the world and to this family and how we're still in this state of figuring each other out and getting to know one another and sometimes you can tell these stories about kids when they're in their early years like they're shy they're boisterous they're this they're that and actually what you're pointing out there is how that's your perception it's how they respond in certain contexts that are very new to them so what you're commenting on is their behavior in situations that they have very little experience of you're it's not their story it's not their soul it's not their being it's not their energy whatever you want to call it and i feel like yeah, in these last couple of weeks, for better and worse, through the highs and the lows, I sort of saw his real story rather than like, you know, we always talk about, you know, Scout's the wild card, Scout's feral, Scout's self-raised, we have no control over Scout. Like we tell all these stories about him that are quite humorous, but actually... I think they're more about us than about him. I think it's us that have changed so much um, from our first experience of toddlers, which was a really freaking long time ago. I was 27 when I had Phoenix. I'm 40 next year. Like, that is wildly different. Oh, 100% we've changed, not (laughs) not, not humans, not not toddlers. So I feel like I had this higher level of presence, and it was both, both torturous and beautiful, um, all at once but yeah it was an experience that I wouldn't have got if you were here yeah yeah I think with uh, Scout and probably other toddlers that have a large age gap you know you're asking them to sort of hit the ground running as a human being into a, a very well-oiled family machine that yeah. has existing ethics and morals and you're just like why are you running this yeah. is how we operate <laughs> throw stones yeah, at gonna, one another like, why are you throwing <laughs> that like and yeah you just you, you know you want them to fit right in and I, I yeah. think what maybe you've seen this week is signs of like okay I see how it is going to work eventually yeah but, you know and there's also the the letting go which as you know I talk about quite a lot it's this you know, there are kids, but they're not, we don't own them. Like, they yeah. are their own beings, their own people on their own journey. And I think I just had that, like, just let go. You're not here to control him. Like, you're mm-hmm. not here to, you know, sort of, as you say, perfectly mould him into this well-oiled machine. He's his own, <laughs> he's very much his own um person and I think I just felt a little bit of that kind of melting away Um, and I noticed myself really quite just tolerant and just able to just really ride through some of those like tantrums and really difficult moments um, in a way that perhaps I haven't been able to before because I had these opportunities to like just really see him and see his character not comment and observe on as I said, these reactionary behaviours to situations that are still new to him, but to just be with him and see him through play and to just be like, oh, this is little scout bear. Yes. Um, Tantrums become history 
so soon. Uh, I'm certainly not an expert in dealing with them. But if you if you think like that, you know, even in like 10 minutes you're looking at really, they, they don't last very long, do they, a tantrum? And if you just think in 10 minutes this is all going to be ancient history and he's going to be all lovely again, you might be able to deal with that tantrum differently. Yeah, what is mind-blowing that I found is how <laughs> our kind of speeds of recovery, adult versus child, are so different. So um, I took them to Wales to see my dad, which was really fun, and it was a very long way. <laughs> and on the way back, um, Scout wasn't quite himself. He was quite ill, and it was really far, and it was really hot. Um, and he was just, I mean, it was like full, you know, lying on the floor, fists on the floor, climbing on the tables, like just hitting me, ripping my glasses off. Like it was something else. Um, <laughs> and afterwards, when we got home and I actually wrote an Instagram post about this, he was like, play with me, play with me, play with me, play with me. And I was like, oh my God, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. And whenever I've got nothing, he wants more from me and it's so difficult and he was like play with me mummy play with me mummy play with me and I was just like my heart was just sinking because I was just like I cannot it just felt like an attack is what it felt like not an invitation to play and connect it was like I've just been through this with you I am like like still a wreck I want to like rock in the corner to recover um and you're just like play with me but in the end I just handed over and he wanted to play trains and then we ended up playing out basically the journey like we played it out and we were like laughing and um yeah we kind of worked through it and then he was like throughout this play he was giving me all these like massive cuddles and was like so affectionate and it's kind of like embarrassing in a way when you look at how he's really moved on from that situation it's not a stain on our relationship it's not an indicative um you know marker of who he is or who he's going to be it was just a really hot train (laughs) with a kid that had a cold and he didn't really want to be there and he's two whereas for me I was just like I literally need like (laughs) so the same thing but and I'm 40 yeah I was like (laughs) and I need therapist and a massage (laughs) and an early night um, and yeah, that was really eye-opening. I was like, yeah, I mean, they just breeze through these things. And, and in a way, we need to try and match their pace because, you, as you say, their tantrums are quite short, but when they're extreme, it feels like that's been the whole day mm. and you forget the rest of the 80% or whatever. Yes, it, yeah, that's so true. I heard that on a podcast where it, that summarises your day yeah and it was a moment that you know lasted whatever yeah that's why it's and you quite... and you forget maybe a really sweet moment yeah and that's why it's quite nice sometimes i'm like i'm wondering if i take too many photos and i've been experimenting with taking less photos and just being there but then sometimes i like to look back through the photos because you see all these moments and like but you might be remembering you know the blowout and i think it is part of that like yeah, the different contrasts and recovery, like for them, it's just like, you know, they're on to the next thing. When they're out of it, they're out of it. But for, for, for us, it's just like, <gasps> you know, we're catching yeah. our breath for so much longer. Yeah, they, can, they, they can be 
traumatic. But I don't even think he has banner tantrums compared to things you know that I've seen. Yeah. And I always try and remind myself of that. Like you know, this is so tame. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be so much worse. Yeah. I I probably over exaggerate them. Yeah. Whereas they're just like you know I wouldn't even call them tantrums to be honest with you. But I think the thing is when Phoenix and Indeed were toddlers, it was still our sort of first experience but now because we know how much we love having older children we know how amazing it can feel to connect over fandom and adventures and experiences and yeah there's a lack of patience to deal now it's just like oh for god's sake that's what it is yeah you want to enjoy every stage yeah you don't want to wish things away but you're like i know that this is transient yeah like come on yeah definitely but you know and that's why there's no special holiday for scout this year (laughs) (laughs) every day is a holiday for scout i did because you were instagramming sometimes about your you know your stresses and troubles and i was I found myself feeling guilty if, like a few times and I just had to snap myself out of it because I was like, that's just a waste of time. Totally, th- yeah. Thinking like that. And, yeah, I, and you know, and I was like, you know, I've experienced those things that you're talking about. Yeah. When, when you went away for, for and travelling and, and stuff. And, and I, I, like, want, yeah, I want... I sort of thought, well, maybe, you know, it's probably good for it. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's just... <laughs> as we call it, the division of labour. Mm. And I really wanted you to switch off and just have pure fun because there has been some really difficult times when I was changing career and, you know, having to manage my business in the lockdown and, you know, being at home together and going back to the baby stage and the toddler stage. And you were doing all that. And mostly, obviously, you know, I was here supporting you, but I was working a lot and there were some really sticky times and Scout you know he has some challenging um (laughs) moments shall we say and um I felt that guilt where I thought like I shouldn't be here I should be with you um and I really wanted you to have this trip and this time with Phoenix to just almost like a you know it felt like this summer we need a fun line under these first couple of years like having a child in lockdown even though there were moments where it felt really idyllic and slow and special and we were in a fortunate position to have some of those experiences while chaos was pursuing everywhere it was absolutely bonkers and the further we get away from it the more I look back and just think what the hell happened like it feels like some sort of weird zombie dream so I just wanted you to just have this time where you didn't have to think about that so I'm glad that you didn't linger in your guilt no because what good is that going to do you know I, I, it's like yeah I did find it difficult but I, I just thought I, well, I thought of everything we just said I was like okay she's this Wales thing, that's going to be difficult, the train journey. But I was like, it will just be history. It will just be one of those things. It's going to be brutal. Um, and I did feel really proud of and myself. And I had a really happy, that, yeah. that had a happy ending. Yeah, and I did feel really proud of myself. And I did feel like, 
I'm glad I did it and I'm glad I went there because we had a really, really fun time. Yeah, again, that was not the only part of your trip. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the journey home. There yeah. were all those lovely moments. But, yeah. But, you know, look, everyone out there, they've got to, when toddlers are real, it just sucks. I mean, it's just brutal. It sucks, yeah. Especially when they're not... He wasn't, like, fully ill that you can... You know, when he's just, like, flopping on, on you and just wants to chill out on the sofa. Sort of like yeah, but he's a, carrying something. It's, like, a bit ill, so yeah. he can still function, but you don't really know if they're ill, so you're like, are they just being an absolute douchebag today or are they actually ill <laughs> when there's like no temperature or anything it's so hard and then like when he got better it was almost like he just like clicked out of it and it was like oh hello yeah you, you said oh he's back now yeah and i was like where's he been yeah i don't know snotville yeah <laughs> so no guest on this pod this weekend no so we are we're experimenting with the format here people we're playing because that's what we do we're people who play um and we are now going to do a weekly pod so you can get more of us um but we're going to be what's the word for every other fortnightly alternating alternating so one week will just be me and you benj and then the next week will be me and a guest and then back to me and you. So we're going to try that format out. Let us know. Oh, okay, what so you the guest, I won't feature on that one at all. You will not feature, you'll get a oh, week off. Oh, God, okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome. You'll get a week off. Okay. Yeah, so because I think what we've learned, and again, do um, send us feedback, hello at peoplewhoplay.com. Um, no, hello. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, because some people really like our chats. Yeah. And some people really like the guests. And some people really like both. So if you like... And some people hate our chats. And some people absolutely hate us. Um, we don't want to hear from them. <laughs> um, if you like our chats, you'll be able to um, yeah tune into those ones. If you like the guests, you'll be able to search by guests. So, yeah, we're going to try that out. And I think, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So the next episode will drop on Monday and that will be um, me with a guest. Will it? Yeah. Okay, I was about to say I'll be on that one and I'll have a lot more gusto because I won't be J-lagged. Well, let's get you to bed. Yeah, oh, tuck me in, please, honestly. <laughs> I am absolutely out. I don't know how I made it through that. But I will be. I will sound very different in, in two weeks' time. Yeah, you'll be like the energy. I'll be back to, I'll be back to normal. Well, it's great to have you back. Thanks. We missed you so much. Oh, are you speaking for your fans? <laughs> <laughs> no. Everyone missed me. They haven't missed you because you were on the last one. Um, no, we as a family and we as a community of podcast listeners welcome you back. God, I'm just looking up in this office and there's a postcard and it says, Relentless Optimist. That's me. It's just exhausting. <laughs> wow. Well, tell you what. Look around at the world, you need to be one of those right now. Oh yeah, we didn't get into all of the things that I, I noticed about America that make that um you know, obviously you know, that country has a lot of problems. Yeah. But you know, they also have um some amazing qualities about them, the American people. And I, I do feed off of that. Their their relentless enthusiasm. Yeah. And um I find them to be quite kind as well. Yeah. I don't know if you can sum up a whole country. No, I know. I, I'm not. I'm just but saying that, um, that there is a, specifically, um, 
in uh, Los Angeles, there is a, where we were hanging out in Venice and Santa Monica, the, the people there are clearly so comfortable in their own skin and, and mm. who they are mm. and that when you have when you times that by you know thousands it just resonates as you know it turns into a vibe and then it sort of fills you with an an optimism and a kind of like anything's possible well there's a lot of there's a lot of playing happening down there on that um yeah that area where you were and a lot of creatives a lot of artists a lot of yeah people comfortable with expressing themselves i think there is a there's definitely like a social positive confidence in america that is absent in the uk like there's a whole level of like awkwardness over here that um i don't know isn't i always really enjoyed the the side that i always really enjoyed working in america was that that people are they're like really sort of like how do we do this not yeah yes how do we get this done yes you know and i i know that sometimes that all of that stuff is it surface deep well it doesn't really matter because it sort of g's you up yeah and, and also, then the rest is on you i tell you what else they are as well being like a woman who has like some level of kind of business success over here i would say i experience more almost like um sort of like, not cynicism isn't the right word, but just like, some people call it tall poppy syndrome, where it's just like, oh, like, you've got too big for your boots. Like, Oh no, they celebrate success. Oh my God, all day long. Like, I go over there and like, they would all, like all my clients would be so interested in like my business story, like my background, the fact that I was a mother, like they were absolutely like lapping it up and like so curious about it whereas over here is so much more closed and so much more standoffish and a bit more like oh it's all right for you and like mm, well not everyone can do that it's a bit more like that attitude that's their well that's also their down for that's their business model isn't it chasing the the dream and um they yeah. love to hear success stories and yeah. the, the few people that yeah. have achieved it well unfortunately it's not um, well, the dream that they lay out over there is not really a reality. Yeah. But um, also, there's no scientific uh, sort of background to this, but I feel like the sky is higher there. I mean, from a, from a visual point of view, I... It's the palms. But even on a blue, even if it's a bluebird here, it still feels low. There's like an expanse to that bloody town and even that transcends into oh geez anything really yeah. possible here there's mm. like room to grow and explode yeah well the sort of landscape where you were everything is very expansive expansive the beaches are so freaking wide it takes so long to yeah, but don't you think to that the that... ocean and then you've got the hills that go on you. for miles it does affect you yeah oh my goodness we're so stimulated and aroused by our environment um and also design as well around us that is proven yeah yeah that's just something i've always felt about yeah. that. i've always been obsessed with the sky there i love the colors of california yeah this kind of like orange pinky hue 
Um, and then you get those tall silhouetted palms that go into it. It's very yeah. And then delicious. you get and then you have the backdrop of you know these hills, the Hollywood yeah. Hills. Yeah. I I find it to be a very stimulating, unique place. Um, I know that some people have you know issues with LA. The thing is, LA is so big, it's difficult to sum up. I am specifically talking about Santa Monica and Venice, which is yeah. Yeah, they're. Santa Monica is like a city within itself. Yeah, I find it a little shallow. Um, well, the thing is, but that's what I'm pushing back against because I think that what you think it's kind of like surface. I think it is. Yeah, I think it. it I mean, it is. It's. But everyone is. Che- I think the thing with LA is that when you know we went to some parties out there and stuff that my friend got us into went to like an app launch and stuff everyone is um sort of chasing something that's within a certain realm like media film and those a certain type of person that can i i suppose but people do travel to that town specifically for that and it's like you know when you ask people what they do (laughs) You know, we, I, I, you know me, I talk to anyone and it's, I don't think of all the people, you know, you sell, you don't get anything that I would sort of deem to be like a bland answer. Yeah. I mean, everyone is working on that side project or yeah. whatever or chasing something mm. or, you know, and everyone has a, a lot to say about themselves. Mm. And I'm just sort of comparing that to some conversations I've had here that literally just end instantly. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're people and they have, like, it's not just like, oh, this is where I work. It's like, no, this is what I do, but I've got this going on, this going on, this, 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 this. Yeah, but, it like, yeah, no, it's, I so know what you mean. They're so good at selling themselves. Like, when I, because I had an office in New York um, and I was hiring people in there, it was so hard to actually boil down to what is this person good at what is their actual skill set? Because the way that they market and sell themselves is like next You're, you're hiring He-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And like, it's unbelievable. And I guess that's because the jobs market is competitive and salaries are crazy over there. And it's really expensive to live in New York or California. You have to be, you have to sell yourself um, mm. to like earn that extra level and there is something to be said for that I think for British people I think we are the opposite particularly women um almost do the opposite and like I I have been in so many situations where people have asked me what I'm doing because I have like left this kind of you know this sort of relatively uh well this yeah this like really successful position where you know, I could call myself founder, CEO, um, all of these like fancy titles that people would recognise and I wouldn't really have to say anything else. And now, because I don't have that, I find myself really almost like being embarrassed or like minimising what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just in the early days and I'm like experimenting and, you know, I do some consultancy and I do this. Whereas if I had the American bravado and skill set to talk myself up, I'd be like, I'm building a goddamn plate empire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And you know, if you said like a large part of what I do is is around Instagram, that that is an extremely normal thing to say over there. Yeah, <laughs> whereas here, I think people think what? That's <laughs> fake. What do you mean? That's not a real job. That's not an insurance. <laughs> but there is a there's you know, I've come to learn that when you I think when you see a lot of flamboyance and. You know, where we were in Venice, there was, like, skateboarders at that park and how they dressed. It was more akin to, like, a circus arena. Mm-hmm, That's, mm-hmm. But I feel like, you, you know, you're not just seeing someone showing off. I feel like you're truly watching some someone that knows who they are. Yeah. And I actually think when people react to people maybe that dress slightly eccentric... It makes them scared. Yeah. Because I believe that they think, my God, that they, they, they are so comfortable in their own skin. They can just wear that, be loud, do what they mm. want to do. That must feel incredible. And I, I'm not there yet, but I'm sure it does feel amazing. And it's very um, energising and it really does spill out to other people. I went to this... Um, I think it was a Christmas party and there was a drag queen there and she was so amazing and like so in touch with her like humour and movement and I've never been like this was like really sort of intimate and quite sort of up close and I've never really been to anything like that before and I came away just feeling like I want to like put myself on show more like I want to I don't want to be a drag queen, but I want to walk around and like just look and feel like I don't free like that. It was really like oh, I want to grasp a bit of that and like translate that into my own version. Yeah, I I I want a little slice of that, and I think I think I'm almost there to be honest with you. But when I was younger, maybe you know in my twenties and stuff, I you know everyone gets self conscious all yeah. the time, but you know. Now, I don't really, I want to go days and days and days, weeks without ever feeling self-conscious or, you know, but I don't want those, I'm not interested in those feelings anymore. Yeah. Because it's a waste of time. Same. And I'm turning 40 next year and I think, how much of my headspace and energies have gone thinking about weight and that sort of thing? And I can't wear that, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm like so done with that I, I yeah and that's how I, I look at you know lots of the people that we were hanging out yeah. with because like, um, when you achieve like uh, true comfort in your skin and, and you know exactly who you are I, I tell you I think that is enlightenment that is when you you're the best version of yourself you yeah know, you've, I, I, I think you've you've done it when you've hit yeah. that point it can take so so long yeah but i feel like those people you know them when you meet them you you just know when you're talking to someone if they've got like the handbrake mm-hmm. on or you just know don't you you know when you're talking to someone like that person is mm. completely comfortable in their own skin they you know they they're not kind of embarrassed or they don't have any yeah. issues they're just like no this is who i am i figured it out yeah but when it is most um, charming and inspiring and energising is when it is coupled with self-awareness because if it's not coupled with self-awareness yes it can be something else but that but, but that is something else and yeah. that absolutely isn't what I'm talking about I'm not yeah. talking about being brash cocky yeah. and obnoxious yeah. and spoiled 
because there's a usually there's a, a kindness that radiates from someone yeah. when, when they sort of truly are comfortable in their own skin mm. because they have empathy mm. I um, would say I have like deep deep self-awareness but I'm not fully owning who I am I have a little bit of a handbrake on as you say yeah I don't know where I'm at I think I'm almost there I'll let you know is this about your poncho again <laughs> well I can't yeah so there you go, I'm not completely there, because I didn't wear that poncho. Would you like to describe was, it to the listeners? I was self-conscious. It's an audio medium. Okay, this poncho, I bought this poncho when we went to Star Wars Secret Cinema, because I had to dress up like a sort of tattooing desert type person. And I got it from Top Man, I'm sure they were selling them that summer, because everyone was needing them for this summer event. So I bought one and I loved it so much when I wore it to this thing that I was like, I d- why wouldn't I wear this anyway? It's amazing. I was like, capes. Why did we stop wearing capes? <laughs> I was like, it just feels incredible. I think I did it like once or twice. But down here in, uh, where we live now, the joke has been, you know, come on, wear that on the school run. And I don't think I ever have. Well, that's something where we can pencil in. Because I'm just not in... Because you know you're going to get... It's like, you just don't necessarily want to talk about it. But yeah, it's a poncho. Deal with it. A long... (laughs) It's like a long, dark... And you put some some, um, photos up on the socials. Yeah, I'll do do, do that, yeah. It's hard for me to think about it right now because it's a heat wave. Yeah, same. I'm sweating. We're in a box room with no windows open and that poncho is literally made of wool. But um, apart from the poncho, I've always been pretty comfortable with what I wear. And, and also, you, can, yeah, me you too. can spot a mile off if um, someone is owning what they wear. Yeah. Or if, if For that, me, it's if... not even about clothing, because I feel like I do wear whatever I want. It's more about, um, I think, just like owning and... Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I have this kind of... this 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 Britishness of... Too many faces, too many faces for yeah. different situations. Yes. And it's like, let's just have my bloody face all the time. <laughs> We've only got one. Because it's so much easier. In You know, I've always prided myself on being in, in good in diff- lots of different social situations. I can kind of, you know, I really truly can't get along with anyone. Um, but sometimes that can be exhausting. I'm not saying that I'm pretending to like other you interests. you a chameleon. But you, yeah, yeah. You're, you're always, yeah. it's like... You can get lost there in the weeds mm. and you're like, oh God, I don't know what I am now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. And I think this is kind of this level of self-awareness and this, you know, we're both really passionate about all these themes that we've been talking about, self-expression and knowing yourself and being comfortable in your own skin. I don't want the kids to have to wait to get to 40 no. to experience that. And it's like, maybe that's just part of it and part of it is like life experience and well, learning is. about yourself and it is part of it but I feel like I have all of these tools there's some shortcuts for yeah sure. I have all these tools and I want to I want to you can save them for a good 10 them. years yeah and like <laughs> accelerate them because it makes me so sad that it must be such a small percentage of people that get to walk the earth being themselves yeah very yeah yeah, you're completely right. I feel like lots of it is a, you do need some years on your soul and some, some genuine life experience. Yes. Obviously, you can't yes. just be taught everything by your parents. And you probably need to experience being slightly inauthentic for, to know 
what is authentic yeah. to you. It's like, oh, I went a and bit awry there. You, Ooh, you that do. Didn't feel good. You need some hang-ups, and some things take a, a long time. Yeah. But I, I feel like there's some wisdom that that can save them, shave a few years off of yeah. that. Yeah. And I think you know this experience that you've just had with Phoenix is. It's a formative moment in that journey, you know, as you're describing, like really throwing yourself and absorbing yourself into your passion, being around other people who are really comfortable in their own skin and expressing themselves, sending a really strong message to say that, hey, it's a worthy pursuit, (laughs) taking some time out of life to be you. Um, And what what a lucky boy and what a lucky guy to be able to go and do that over there. But I hope this chat inspires, you know, not, you know, we're not obviously not trying to pretend that this is accessible <laughs> to everyone, this version of it. And this is where it always gets, like I get a little bit uncomfortable like discussing these things because people are just like, that's so unre- unrelatable. But it's more like how, I, I hope this inspires some people to like just take the, the gem of that idea of like, you know, communicating to a child or even a partner or someone in your life, like, hey, I see you and I love you, as I said, like, here's this thing that lights you up, like, how do we go get amongst it? Like, let's take a little bit of time out of life to just go and really dive in to this thing. Um, and I think it's just, I can see it on both of your faces, how, how magical it's been for you. All, yeah, all I can see on your face is little beads of sweat because oh this oh. room is nuclear. Yeah, and on that note, let's sign off. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, do the things, people. Follow, rate, subscribe, check us out on the gram. Um, we appreciate all your downloads and listens. And I will be back next week, and Ben will be back. The week, week after that. The week after that. And that's time. And that's how time works, Ems. <laughs> right. Good night, Ben. Good night.